This is the Healthy Free Life Show, where you're going to learn a new way to eat and live healthy for the glory of God. I'm your health coach, Katrina Sequenzia, and I'm on a mission to help Christians get healthy, ditch disease, lose weight, and find food freedom. So if you're ready to get healthy and free so you can live that abundant life that you've been promised, then let's do the thing. Have you ever tried to start a new healthy habit, like exercising or eating healthy, only to fall short like three days in or maybe even seven? You're all motivated. You go all in, but the motivation wears off and your habit falls flat. If you're anything like me, this has been a constant struggle in your life. But maybe like me, you didn't realize that there is a right way and a wrong way to creating new habits. We can't just say, I'm going to work out three times a week, then go buy a new pair of shiny shoes and expect that we're going to actually achieve our goal of working out without putting our habit through a system that ensures we succeed. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the right system for habit change. I'm going to be sharing with you the right way to create healthy habits that can last a lifetime. Because like James Clear says, author of the book, Atomic Habits, if you're having trouble changing your habits and reaching your goals, the problem isn't you. The problem is your system. Bad habits repeat themselves, not because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for change. So let's make sure we're using the right system. Before we dive in, in the last episode, number 22, I shared how to finally break bad habits. I also shared with you exactly what a habit is and how they are formed in your brain. And before we dive into how to create a new healthy habit, I just want to give you an overview of those two things. What exactly is a habit and how are they formed? Now, what I want you to do is if you did not listen to episode number 22, I definitely want you to go back and listen to that because it's going to go much more in depth than I'm talking about here. So be sure to do that. So what is a habit? A habit is a behavior that has been repeated enough times to become automatic. All behavior is driven by the desire to solve a problem. A habit follows a pattern every time it's executed. This is called a habit loop. A habit loop has four steps. It has a cue, a craving, a behavior, and a reward. This four-step pattern, it's the backbone of every habit, and your brain runs through these steps in the same order each time it's triggered to do so. And this goes for whether the habit is a good habit or a bad habit. So let me define each of the four steps. So the first one is the cue. The cue is a trigger for an automatic behavior to start. Number two, the craving. The craving is about wanting the reward. Your brain is motivated to carry out a behavior because it knows that a reward is coming after. So the third step is the behavior. And the behavior is about obtaining the reward. The brain has learned that the behavior always delivers a reward. And number four, the final step in the habit loop is the reward. And this is the reward that comes from the behavior. The reward will serve one of two purposes. It will either satisfy us or teach us. Now, these four stages of a habit, they influence nearly everything that you do each day. Ultimately, we are the summation of our habits, (laughs) the good and the not so good, which is kind of scary, right? 
And this quote, I just want to repeat this quote from John Maxwell. And it says, people have uphill hopes and dreams and they have downhill habits. Oh, isn't that so true? So we do need uphill habits in our life that will actually help us to get to that goal for us to actually reach the top and achieve our goals. And if you have goals of eating healthy, living healthy, getting healthy, or losing weight, then you are going to love this episode as there are lots of examples coming your way. When it comes to getting healthy and maintaining your health, I have determined that there are seven habits of a healthy free life. If we can just establish these seven habits in our lives, these will absolutely help us to get and stay healthy the rest of our life. In episode one, titled What Makes Healthy Free Life Different?, I share the Healthy Free Life Body-Mind-Spirit Framework and how there are seven vital habits that we must have in order to create a healthy body, mind, and spirit. These seven habits are worshiping God, resting, hydrating, sleeping well, moving throughout the day, eating healthy, and exercising. These are uphill habits that will get you to your health goals. We don't have to focus on the goals. We've got to focus on these habits. These habits will get us to those goals for our health, whatever they are. You need these seven habits in your life. And you must create a system to begin to develop these habits in your life. So what I'm teaching you here today is using the habit formation system that was created by James Clear, the best-selling author of the book, Atomic Habits. As always, I highly recommend his book. It will reshape the way you think about your progress and your successes and your failures over the last decades of your life. And the book will give you the tools and the strategies that you need to transform your habits. And so what I've done here is I'm going to be using his framework and giving you specific examples of implementing it to help you to achieve success specifically for your health. But really, no matter what you're trying to achieve in your life, this is going to definitely help you. So because while his book is fantastic and has lots of examples, what I've done is I've taken his concepts and I'm going to be applying them to our health and specifically how to implement those seven healthy habits that I just mentioned, how to implement them into our life correctly so that we will actually be able to continue doing these habits the rest of our life. Because unlike a diet that you do for 30 days, these seven habits are performed every day for the rest of your life. And I know that sounds daunting, but I promise you these habits are life giving and you will come to love them as they will serve you well. And you are going to be so surprised how easy it is to achieve your goals with these seven habits. In his book, Clear provides us a simple set of laws or rules for creating good habits. And each law coincides with one of the steps of the habit loop. So cue, craving, behavior, and reward. So first, what I want to do is I want to do a quick overview of the four laws of habit change. And then I'm going to go ahead and dive in a little bit deeper into each one of them with some specific examples of how to apply this in creating new habits for your health. Sound good? All right. So to create a good habit, you have to follow this first law. Make your habit obvious. And this is how you're going to cue your brain to start the habit. 
The second law is that you need to make your habit attractive. This is how you're going to get your brain to crave the reward that's coming at the end of the habit loop. Number three, you need to make your behavior easy. You've got to make the actual behavior, the part, the doing part of the habit loop. You got to make it easy. And then the fourth law is to make it satisfying. You have to get some sort of reward after the behavior in order to help the habit stick so that you actually want to repeat it. That's important. My entire Healthy Free Life Academy program is built on the science of developing healthy habits. I run every single healthy habit, whether it's drinking water, exercising, reading the Bible, eating healthy, all of these are run through the system of these four laws. It is not enough for me to teach you what to do, which I will extensively, but you need to develop the habit of eating healthy, the habit of living healthy. And I teach you how to do that as well. So now let's dive into each of the laws more in depth. So the first law of making it obvious. This law is connected to the cue, which is the first step in the habit loop. Now, a cue is anything that gets your attention and it tells your brain, it it signals to your brain what to do next. There are a few ways to make your habit obvious. You can create an intention statement you can use habit stacking or and or you can set up your environment to help to cue you. So an intention statement. To make a cue obvious, you must make a plan beforehand about when and where you will act. We can't just say, I'm going to eat healthier. We need a much more specific cue than that. The two most common cues are time and location. So the goal is to make the time and location so obvious that if you do it enough times, you're going to get the urge to do it. So you need to pick a time and a location that you will do the behavior. So for example, I will read the Bible for five minutes at 7 a.m. in the living room chair. All right. Another way to make your habit obvious is to use habit stacking. And I got to be honest, this is my actual favorite way of making a habit obvious is to use habit stacking. It's helpful to know that a habit can be attached to the end of a habit that is already established in your life. Clear calls it habit stacking. So rather than pairing your new habit with a particular time and location, and you just randomly hoping that you can do it, you can actually pair it with a current habit that you are already doing instead. It's got to be a habit that you do every day regardless. It's already an established habit in your life. So if, for example, if you have the habit of making coffee every morning, then in one of your goals is to drink water, then you can say, when I set the coffee maker to brew... I will drink eight ounce glass of water. So again, you do that every day. So then just set the coffee maker and then drink your water right afterwards. That's a habit stack. And as you master the new habit of drinking water, like I just said, you can continue stacking habits on top of each other. You can build a powerful morning routine this way, one habit at a time. Remember to always just add one habit. So an example of stacking multiple habits would be like, when I set the coffee maker to brew, I will drink an eight ounce glass of water. After I drink a glass of water, I will then read a daily devotional. That would be an example of how you would begin to stack things in the morning. 
This is actually how I made exercise a solid habit in my life. You see, I was always one that would kind of randomly put it in the middle of my morning, but I realized that if I wasn't careful, I never would do it. And so even though I don't really want to work out early in the morning, what I do is after I do my Bible devotional time and after I do my morning planning, I get up and then I exercise. I require myself to do that. That is how I stacked my habits and I actually made something successful that has always been a struggle in my life. So habit stacking works. Okay, so the last way to make your habit obvious is to design your environment for success. You got to make that cue visible. And if you want to make a new habit a big part of your life, which you should, making the cue a big part of your environment is important. And this is how we can actually make the decision to act become easy. So for instance, if you want to remember to drink more water and your goal was 64 ounces in the day, well, then place a 64 ounce jug of water on your counter or fill several water bottles and put them on your counter or at your desk at work, whatever the situation may be where you will be prompted to drink so that you will be cued to drink the water. If you want to remember to pray and read scripture before going to bed, put your Bible on your pillow after you wake up in the morning so that you are reminded when you go to bed at night, oh, there's my Bible. I'm going to go ahead and read it before I go to sleep. And here's a little bonus tip for breaking bad habits. If you want to break a bad habit like eating junk food, well, keep the junk food out of your house. If it's not around, you're not going to see it. You won't be as tempted to eat it. And there's nothing there, right? Or here's a novel idea. Shop at a different grocery store so that you are not cued to buy the junk food like you normally do. Or maybe do like we do. We use Instacart and someone shops for us and then we just pick it up. This way we stay out of the grocery store. The most practical way to eliminate a bad habit is to reduce exposure to the cues that are causing it. Now, obviously it doesn't guarantee success and won't guarantee that you're not going to crave it, but it definitely can help reduce it. All right. The second law, make it attractive. This law is connected to the craving, which is the second step of the habit loop. Basically a craving is a desire for the reward that's coming. Because you don't crave the behavior, you crave what the behavior gives you. So a craving is the sense that something's missing. It's a desire to change your internal state. It's kind of the gap between where you are and where you want to be. And it gives you a reason to act. And so we can help our brain crave by making the habit that we're trying to create attractive. And we can do that in a couple of ways. We can either use temptation bundling or we can join a community. So to use temptation bundling, you simply pair an action that you want to do with an action that you need to do. So for instance, like working out. So you would pair an action that you want to do, like watching TV with an action you need to do, like working out. Or other examples, after I complete my morning devotion, I will walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Or while I walk on the treadmill, I will watch my favorite TV show. You see how we're bundling something that we want to do or we enjoy doing and we bundle it with something that that we're trying to work on and implement. And then this is one of my favorite ways to make a habit attractive is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. Because sometimes despite our best intentions, our spouse, 
family, friends, and coworkers, they do not hold the same healthy living values that we do yet. The toxic treats in the work break room alone can bring down even the best of us. Well-meaning coworkers can lace the tables with donuts and cookies and candies, not to mention the vending machines that call our names. While we can't always change jobs, we can choose to find groups of people that live and eat healthy that can encourage us on our path to a healthy, free life. This is why having an online community with each of my programs is so essential for success. It's a place where you can come and realize that you are not alone in your struggles and you can link arms with others on the journey to a healthy, free life. We really are better together. Amen. All right. The third law, you got to make it easy. The third law of habit change is you've got to make it easy. This law is associated with the behavior step of the habit loop. So that behavior's got to be easy because behaviors are more likely to be performed when they're easy. That is when they can become accomplished easily. The idea behind making it easy is to not only do easy things, it's also to make it as easy as possible in the moment to do the things that will pay off in the, in the long run that will get you towards your goal. So there are a few ways to make your habit easy, to make the behavior easy. One is to reduce friction. Two is to prepare your environment. And three is to make sure to follow the two minute rule. So let's dive into each of those. How do we make it easy? So one, reduce friction. So you want to decrease the number of steps between you and your good habit. So we want to make our habits easy easy to initiate. The less friction your new habit has, the more likely it will be for you to stick with it. So an example would be if you were trying to go to the gym, then what you would want to do is you'd want to pick the gym on the way home versus a gym that's like 30 minutes in the opposite direction, right? You're reducing friction because it's on the way home. Also, you can prepare your environment to make future actions easier. So we talked about the environment earlier when we talked about making it obvious. And so when you think about preparing your environment to make your behavior easy, think about what would make it easier to do the habit. So if you want to exercise in the morning, set out your workout clothes the night before, right? Or even better, (laughs) wear your workout clothes to bed. Or if you're like me, just work out on your PJs. Again, less friction. If you want to eat healthier, wash and chop your veggies after you grocery shop. So this way, when you open the fridge, less friction at 6 p.m. on Wednesday after a stressful day, all those veggies will be waiting for you to easily put your dinner together. I find veggie prep the hardest part of dinner, but getting it done ahead of time makes it easy. It takes less work. That's a good thing. And then lastly, one other way to make it easy is to use the two minute rule. This is one of my favorites. You want to break your habit down to be done in two minutes or less, if at all possible, especially in the beginning. Sure, you can increase it over time, but in the beginning, it is less about the habit. It's less about the what you're doing and it's more about developing the habit. So we've got to break that down. So running a a marathon might seem like a nearly impossible task to conquer, but in order to form any new habit, you got to take the first two steps and start the first two minute chunk and get started. So for instance, put your workout clothes on every day, but don't work out. 
So it should take you about two minutes to do your work, to put your workout clothes on. Or if you're like me and you work out in your PJs, then you don't have to put workout clothes on, but you got to do something for two minutes. So why don't you just do a two minute warm up? That's it. And call it a day. Do that three times a week. And eventually you're going to get to a point where you start increasing over time, but you got to make it easy in the beginning. Again, start small, just eight ounces of water. Or if you want to read your Bible in a year, well, you just got to read one scripture a day. Again, just two minutes. Eventually, the beginning of the habit will be enough to put your brain into the right mindset to go further along. Remember, you've always got to start small because really, we can do anything for two minutes. And if you want me to dive deeper with you on this, and if you haven't listened to the episode on baby steps, I highly recommend that you do that. I love baby steps so much that I dedicated an entire episode just to baby steps. So be sure to go out and check out number 16 on baby steps. All right, the final law. The fourth law is to make it satisfying. This is the final stage of the habit loop, and it's related to the reward. If there is a reward associated with the behavior, that is, if it feels good and has a satisfying ending, then we're going to have a reason to repeat it in the future. This is so important. So the first three laws of, be- of behavior change were to make it obvious, attractive, and easy. Those are going to increase the odds that we're actually going to perform the behavior. But the fourth law, make it satisfying, this is going to actually increase the odds that we will repeat it the next time. And this is what we want, right? We don't want to just do it once or for a few days. We want to do it every day and some habits for the rest of our lives. So in the beginning, we've got to make it satisfying. And in order for any habit to stick, we must find it satisfying or enjoyable in some way. Because let's just be honest, a new habit is not always easy in the beginning, especially a health habit. And eating a salad instead of a fast food burger, salad's not quite as satisfying in the beginning. Eventually it will be because you're going to start feeling great and your brain will start associating that salad with feeling great. So while you are developing your habit and you're waiting for those results to come down the road, adding a little bit of immediate pleasure to the habit is going to pay off in the long run. So how can we make the habit satisfying? So there's a couple of ways. We can give ourselves an, an immediate reward once we complete the habit, or we can use a habit tracker. So giving yourself an immediate reward when you complete your habit. So the key word here is immediate, and this is going to help keep you excited while the delayed rewards of health accumulate in the background. So once the long-term health rewards like more energy, slimmer waistline, better mood kick in, you can become less concerned with chasing that secondary reward. So let's say after you work out and you got to give yourself a reward, well, what could you do that would be enjoyable for like five, 10 minutes? Could you just like go sit outside and enjoy the scenery? Could you read a book? Could you listen to some music? Could you, what could you do? Think about what you could do to give yourself a little reward that could help reinforce that you will do that habit the next time. And then we could also use a habit tracker. And this is one of my personal favorite ways to make a habit satisfying is to use a habit tracker. So these small faithful steps that you're taking, it's going to be difficult to see some progress over time. You know, when we're taking baby steps and we're seeking to improve 1% a day, then what's happening is that we're not going to necessarily see the results like immediate, right? It's going to be over time. So this, this visual 
progress tracker, like a habit tracker, it can reinforce the good behavior and it can strengthen our habit. And a habit tracker is an excellent way to measure progress because you can mark off the days on the calendar that you've performed your habit. You can actually visually see it, which is kind of cool. So seeing that streak of success in your habit tracker is satisfying and it can motivate you to do it again, right? It's essential to remember that perfection is not possible when it comes to forming new habits. No matter how good you are at tracking and sticking to your habits, life will always manage to get in the way at some point. So do not give up when this happens. Instead, get back up immediately and start again. Even if like a week or weeks or months have gone by and you need to resurrect your habit tracker, do so. Start on the 24th of the month. It doesn't matter when you start, just start and just start checking things off again. And again, if you're having a hard day and you don't feel like working out, then just remember any habit can be broken back down into two minutes. Showing up is what's most important here. And gotta be honest, showing up is more than half the battle. Am I right? And again, we're after progress, not perfection. And then one final way to make it satisfying is to have an accountability partner. Because so often we let ourselves down and break commitments to ourselves all the time. However, we usually hate letting other people down, right? One way to help stick with a new habit is to have an accountability partner, a friend with whom you can agree to perform the same habit with. If you don't do it, you're accountable to one another because letting someone else down or breaking a contract with a friend is far more painful than breaking a contract with yourself, right? Having an accountability partner can really be helpful here. Okay, so we covered a ton here. And what I want to do is I just want to quickly review these four laws and give you questions I want you to ask yourself about each law that's going to help you to go ahead and and implement this and put this into practice with a habit. So I want you right now to kind of like think about a baby step habit that you would like to implement that will help you to get get to your goal. So whatever your goal is, you need to create healthy habits in order to help you get there and then Let's break that down and make sure we pick a behavior, a habit that is doable. So let's go ahead and then run that habit that you have in your mind, run them through the four laws of habit change. And these are the questions I want you to ask yourself. And these might be worth writing down because I this is going to be something that you're going to want to refer to anytime you are going to be implementing a new habit in your life, whether it's for your health or your life. So the first law is to make it obvious. And so here are the questions to ask. When and where will I do the habit behavior? Another question, how will I design my environment so that I will see it and remember to do it? And then the second law of habit change is to make it attractive. So here are your questions. How will I help my brain want to do this habit? Next question is, is there someone I can be accountability partners with? And now the third law, make it easy. Several questions here. How can I reduce friction so that I can do the behavior easily? How can I prepare my environment so that the behavior is easy? Next is, is my behavior small enough that I can do it even if I don't have motivation? Do I need to consider doing a two-minute version of the habit first in order to establish the habit? Always remember baby steps. And then the fourth law, make it satisfying. 
What immediate reward can I give myself for doing the behavior? And would using a habit tracker help me here? All right. So that was just a little review with some great questions to ask yourself as you're preparing for your habit. Now, I can imagine that this episode will be one that you might need to replay because you now know the scientific system that you need to implement any habit in your life. And now you can come back and have this resource to help you to do that. So if it seems a little daunting to create a system for healthy habits that you want to establish in your life, then don't worry. I got you. In my Healthy Free Life Academy, I provide you with a simple step-by-step system for creating healthy habits in those key areas of health, worship, rest, hydrate, sleep, eat, move, and exercise. But more importantly, the Academy is the only program of its kind that uses a body-mind-spirit approach in order to be healthy. It provides you with everything that you need in order to finally conquer cravings, ditch disease, and lose weight so that you can be freed up to fulfill your God-given purpose. At the time of this recording, enrollment is coming up in a little over a month. Enrollment for the Healthy Free Life Academy is October 14th through the 17th. And if you would love to be notified as soon as the doors open and be given early access, then be sure to join the Academy waitlist by visiting healthyfreelife.com forward slash Academy. Again, that's healthyfreelife.com forward slash Academy, A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. And I'll make sure to put that link in the episode notes as well. I cannot wait to support you in creating that healthy lifestyle that you have been dreaming of. And now let me leave you with this reminder from Hebrews 12, 11. No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Until next time, bye for now.